The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. I was laying in bed and there was this dark figure in my room and this dark, whatever it was, spoke to this light figure and said, I have her and it came over and pointed to me. I know this sounds crazy, but I saw it. I hope and then it went crazy. and then went over my daughter's crib and said, and she's mine too. Next, daughter of Jim Simula from Brooklyn Tabernacle, Chrissy Toledo, tells her story as a young woman who lost her way and the miracle that led her home. Well, the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir is, uh, oh, I don't know, some people might say it's at least a little bit of a competition for the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. <laughs> they are spectacular. Uh, the giftedness of God on those incredible singers and musicians. Uh, Jim Simbler, the Brooklyn Tabernacle. Let us just say to you, here at Life Today, and in behalf of believers all over the world and people who respect love and recognize it, Thank you for being an example and expression of God's love in the leadership role for the way you've all inspired us. Chrissy Simbla Toledo uh, is uh, the daughter in that family, in that church. Uh, Ravi Zacharias says of this book that uh, Chrissy has written, you will be both touched and challenged. It is a life changer. It's called Girl in the Song. Would you welcome... Chrissy Simbla Toledo to Life Today. Thank you. Great to be here. All right. I, I have already said uh, some nice things about the church family. But you're at the uh, Tabernacle in uh, Chicago. In Chicago. Mm -hmm. And what is it called? Chicago Tabernacle. My goodness, <laughs> how creative. Uh, you are a pastor's daughter. That's Correct. challenge enough. Uh, yes. Sometimes it looks to me like from your story here, the girl in the song, that you didn't necessarily handle the challenge in the best way. No, you know, I have to say this. Being a, a pastor's kid for me was a blessing. I felt like I had a front row seat to all of these miracles, all the things that God would do from week to week, especially in the inner city of, of Bro in Brooklyn, where at the time it was like it was a ghetto. I mean, we were we were greeted by derelicts and drug addicts at the front door of our no church. No question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I saw my parents were the real deal. They were authentic Christians, mm -hmm. and I felt really blessed. The problem, really, in my case, I had a little secret that I kept. I had um, kind of a, a little crisis going on in my 12-year-old heart, and it was this desire for perfection. And I wanted to be the most perfect, the most pretty. I wanted to make my parents proud. I wanted to make the people of the church proud. But when you become a teenager, it escalates. And when you become aware of the opposite sex, it turns into a longing 
to be good enough to be chosen. Mm. And that's mm. what my book's about. And I'm thankful because it's resonating with girls who see themselves in the pages of the book. And it's also bringing insight to parents. And I'm praising God. It's showing them how the enemy deceives our kids and then ultimately drags them away right under our noses and we don't even know how it happened. You know, you worked on this living perfection. up to expectation. Yeah. I wanted to be the best girl, you yeah. know, that I could be. And a lot of it was out, mine was out of fear that if I wasn't, then God was really going to get me. Wow. You know, and that's so, really a bad, bad yeah. uh, view to have. Yeah. So what happened in, in your case? I mean, wh what kind of road did it take you on? Well, my, my life was, I, I was always in the presence of God. I was really blessed. Prayer was a huge part of the and ministry. did you see it as God's presence, not just religious? Uh, Absolutely. You saw there, was, there is yeah. God, there's his presence. I've witnessed it, I've, I've sensed the power. Yeah, I didn't deny its power. Okay. I knew it was real, I experienced it for myself. But I had this secret and I thought, if I tell my parents what I'm going through and some of the things that are going through my head, I, I, it's just kind of embarrassing. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go there. I'll, I'll work this out. But I didn't work it out. And it got worse. And um, it turns out that uh, music was also, as you know, Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir, it was oh, yeah. a big part of my world. Well, sure. And although my life was surrounded by psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, I, my ears started waking up to another song in my teenage years. And the songs of this world, it was kind of fueling the fire and um, feeding this longing to be good enough to be chosen. And I was intrigued by, by the music and the girl in the song and who is she and, and am I her? Do I measure up? And then lo and behold, a guy walked into the church, a brand new Christian, and I was the worst person he could have ever met because my heart was cold. Mm -hmm. And I thought, this guy, he's a guy of the world. If I could get him to think that I'm special, mm. I must be that girl. Mm. And it ushered our family into such a dark season. I mean, you talk about pain and, and our home turned upside down. I didn't know who I was anymore. Mm. I was in this obsessive relationship. I became a liar. I became a deceiver. My parents didn't know me anymore because I was driven and believed this lie that it was too late to, to go back. And uh, it got me to such a, a low point. I remember uh, my dad telling me after the fact that a pastor friend once said to him, you know, Jim, why don't you just give in and accept Chrissy's lifestyle so that you could have a relationship with her? Because it had, we, were, we were separated from each other because of the way I was living. And he said, no, I'm not giving up on my daughter. We're going to believe God. And it was because of a prayer meeting that I am here today. Tell me about and the I'm, prayer meeting because oh. I know you're talking about it here. Well, I wasn't Somehow at the prayer know. meeting, but I'll tell you this. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't at the prayer meeting, but that night, and it's, and it's really described uh, in detail in the book, I had an encounter not even thinking that there was a prayer meeting going on. I didn't want to think about the prayer meeting. <laughs> And I had an encounter with light and darkness that I'll never forget. And it was this darkness. Is it like a vision? It was, I was laying in bed and there was this dark figure in my room. There was this light figure. By that point, I was a single mom. My baby was in the crib. And this dark, whatever it was, this um, thing I saw, I don't know if anybody else would have seen it, but I saw it, spoke to this light figure and said, I have her, and it came over and pointed to me. I know this sounds crazy, but I saw yeah. it. I and then it went crazy. 
and then went over my daughter's crib and said, and she's mine too. Mm -hmm. It was so real. I, I can't even talk about it after all these years without crying. It was so real, and I went to sleep peacefully, not knowing that the people of God were calling on his name for me and laboring mm. as though oh <laughs> they were laboring as though they were going to give birth to a miracle, and they did. Let me just pause right here. Don't you thank God for what you just heard about the focus there? Uh, I need to, uh, I want everybody here in the studio, and Chrissy and Betty, uh, I want you just to join me and listen to me. When, when you focus prayer, and I really believe the Lord gave me this, this picture and understanding. It's like taking the, the life-giving power of a river. Everywhere the river flows, life springs up. It's the nature of, of water and, and the life that it produces. But if you take that river, which we've done this all over the world, and you force a part of that river through a turbine, that focused force will light up a city. Amen. That's the energy and the power created. I want every one of you at home right now, and all of you here, there are people watching right now that say we've got our Chrissy. In our family, mm -hmm. it's my grandchild. It's my son, my daughter. It's my spouse. It's a neighbor. We want the miracle that yes. got to Chrissy. Yes, and so we're all going to agree right now in your yes, behalf. Jesus. Yes. And everybody join Father. We ask you to yes. release the transforming yes. power of your Holy Spirit in such a way that you appear to those who are trapped as clearly as you did to Chrissy and that they can see what the powers of darkness are robbing them of but the source of light that will give them everything they have ever needed or desired for your purpose, your glory, your will. Set those captives free. Bring the children home. Bring the lost sheep into the fold under the watch care of the mighty shepherd. God, show us miracles as we agree for these family members, friends, acquaintances, and those we're concerned about. Set them free miraculously. God, move on them. And we ask you to heal our nation in Jesus' name. Thank you for praying. I'm expecting miracles to occur. Chrissy, you experienced what as a result of that prayer meeting? What happened afterwards? Because I think this whole story came as a result of yeah. what happened. I woke up the next morning, and all I knew is that I felt a lightness. And I had tried. I had tried to come back to the Lord. I had tried to make that call and break up that relationship, but I never could. Mm -hmm. And that morning when I woke up, the, the woman I was staying with, I called her into the room. I said, you got to come here. You got to come here. I want us to pray together. And I said, but I want to pray this morning. And I began to pour out my heart to God, but I didn't know the chains had already broken mm -hmm. off of my life because God's people prayed. Mm -hmm. And because of that, um, my daughter, I, I could just go on and tell you the amazing things that God has done in my life. He gave me a husband, a daddy for my daughter. Now we met him in his, <laughs> you know, he's, he has the beauty and glory of God on him. Amen. And my daughter is now 26. Wow. Susie Joy, married to a godly man on staff at our <laughs> yeah, church, right. gave us a grandson, and one more is on the way. <laughs> I mean, great. God is That's so great. good. So when people read this all, they're going to read a very interesting, inspiring story, true story. Yeah. They're going to see the spiritual journey and the supernatural power of God. Yes. 
What do you hope they draw from the book as a result of reading on the pages your story and the journey you had in the Lord? And what do you hope happens in, in their life as a result of reading what you shared? Well, one, I want parents to see, like my parents very well knew, is that when parents pray, parents win. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. When grandparents pray, grandparents win. And uh, you never know which prayer is going to tip that scale in heaven and bring you your answer. That's why you can't stop, because it could be that very prayer, that prayer of faith that brings that child home. And then two, for the girl that is kind of sees herself in the pages of my book, that she would call upon the Lord like I did. It says in Psalm 50, 15, call upon me in the day of trouble and I will answer you and you will honor me. And that's why I wrote the book is just to honor God for all that he's done. So that's my prayer. That's great. And one thing I hear you saying too is that when you were so weak, you were defeated and you felt like you, there was nothing, no way out. Right. That prayer, the power of prayer and what yes. it did for you because there were people warring for you Amen. in your behalf, Amen. for your life and your, your return to God and what His purposes Amen. for your life. So the power of prayer. The power of prayer. Yeah. Amen. So I, I give girls an, an invitation to pray with me at the end of the book. And I start the prayer, but I don't finish it for them because they need to talk to God. And I think today young people need to know prayer isn't this far off thing that we can't get our head around. It's just open your heart to God. Tell Him that you need Him. Talk to Him throughout the day and make it real. It's conversation. It's conversation. Yeah. It's not, you know, I heard someone, I think it's one of the producers here, he said, I said the other day, dear Lord, and then all of a sudden the, I felt like the Lord was saying, just talk to me. <laughs> you know, just talk to me throughout the day. So that's what I'm encouraging my generation, even my children, just keep that conversation going with the Lord. And don't you think that the more we talk to Him, the more sensitive we are to hearing His voice? You actually heard his voice in a vision. I did. And it was a very clear vision. It was actually could be considered a very terrifying vision, yeah. but it was simply the truth. But it seemed as though that light in the room might not have been, been saying something that this other dark cloud, mm -hmm. dark force and mm -hmm. source was saying. But here was this, this bright light there mm -hmm. that is the light of the world and the hope of the world. And it was just there. And you said, I went to I went to sleep in peace. It makes no sense that you would go to sleep in peace. Right. You've heard no good word. Right. There's no peaceful word that's been delivered. Right. But there was a presence of peace there. That's the light. Amen. That is the peace that passes understanding. Amen. You don't understand how you would be. That's the power of prayer. She was being held in the aura of that light in the arms of a loving God, Hallelujah. a shepherd that will go get that one sheep that's outside while the others are doing well. He's out after that one. He was after her. He was there. He got her. And that is the reason I called you a moment ago to prayer for people you're concerned about so that we could join with you. And that was not uh, of, of little consequence. We're, we're expecting to hear significant testimonies Amen. of what God did to set free someone you were concerned about and praying for. And so you're really trying to do, I think what we even saw with the, with the war room, which was a call to prayer. Mm -hmm. uh, there are a lot of things that are being delivered now, even when you could see a, a story, a true story in, mm -hmm. in a film that tells mm -hmm. the truth and it's, it's hitting home. I think mm -hmm. Hollywood 
which recognizes success and the monetary, they're beginning to see that there may be some value in actually occasionally speaking the truth in the dramatic <laughs> presentations and maybe presenting some realistic hope in what Amen. we're putting out. Maybe we don't have to wait for Schindler's List to show us what love did for the Jewish people in Germany when one man stood up and then wondered, what else could I have done? We need to say together, as those who are gifted, we can deliver the truth. How about we pray for that? I've been saying to our viewers for years, rather than criticize Hollywood, how about praying for Hollywood? Amen. How about praying for the miracle in Hollywood that occurred in you, a Amen. preacher's daughter? Amen. That's the power of prayer. Do you agree it's time for us to start praying? And you thank God for an obvious answer to prayer. I'll tell you what I hope, and we'd be happy. Listen, the book is in the bookstores. You can get it online. We will actually send you a copy if you'd like to have it. One of the things that I really want to see happen, because see, Betty and I have 11 grandchildren. We also have a great grandson, and he is just really beautiful. Uh, someday our granddaughter is going to give us permission to show you a whole bunch of pictures, so you'll see what a real grandbaby looks like, a great grandbaby, because he is the cutest little thing. I mean, it's just amazing. And this is the way we're supposed to feel. But let me listen to me. I love these children and grandchildren. I love your children and grandchildren. We love the children of the world. You're going to join with us in a moment and put God's loving arms around people in pain. I want to tell you something. The power of prayer can restore this nation to sanity, Hallelujah. to security, to stability, to safety. Do you understand that? We need God's help. Quit just reading it on the coin. In God we trust. Trust God. Pray to the God you trust, and let's pray for the miracle healing of a very needy land. We need God's oversight. We need God's shelter. We need the wisdom that comes from divine providence. So pray. Would you do that? Would you make that commitment? Let me show you. You're going to, you're going to love this, Chrissy, because, see, you see people in need, and you and your husband, your church, you want to help them. And you know prayer works because you're a part of a miracle of prayer. But right now, we've got a lot of people that are hurting for the simple fact that they can't reach out like I can right here. And you think about how concerned in America we are about clean water. People buy bottled water a lot because they don't just necessarily trust it out of the tap as being what it might be if it's some kind of special well water. In other words, we believe water is important and we want it to be good quality. What if you had no water mm. that was not contaminated and disease-ridden and you looked at your children and grandchildren? What if a miracle could occur and those who never had would suddenly have the blessing of love? Watch. In a remote Amazon village, vastly unfamiliar from the world we know, lives Tokoya. This young mother's world revolves around her children, and their care has driven her on in a world which is arguably one of the world's most challenging to live. Resilience and instincts are a must for survival here, but some battles were never meant to be fought. Like disease-filled water against the immune system of a child. 
With little choice, Tekoya presses on, heart shattered, both from her loss and because her situation remains the same. The same water, their only water. Oh boy, you got to wonder. Um, you know, we don't understand that uh, why you would bury your child under your bed trying to feel close to them. You know, we, we did, we lost a daughter. We feel close to her. We know where she is. She's not lost, she's in the presence of the Lord, but she's not here with us. But I, I, I identify with what that mother feels. And then when you look at that little girl and she's giving her the very same water and she's wondering what's gonna happen to her, Betty, what goes on in your heart when you, well, you look at the situation? As I was listening to that mother, I, I felt in her heart, she was saying, I wanna keep my children safe. And by burying her child under her bed, she could still feel some closeness to that little boy that she lost that she said was so happy and so strong until the water, the disease water, took his life. And it breaks my heart because that is the, the nature of a mother is want to protect her child. And she feels like she has no way to protect her children, but to just hope by some circumstance, James, that her little girl won't die the same way. But we can make, the, it's a, there's a simple solution. They need clean water. They need a choice, and I know they would choose the clean water, and we can provide that for them, James. You know, I don't want to check out or cop out by saying there's no way we can help all of them. I know that. God knows that. You know that. But we could help her. We could help her little village because we've done it all over the world thousands and thousands of times because of people like you who said, I won't just look in and say, hmm, that's sad. I'll offer, I will offer, as Jesus said, just a cup of water in his name, clean water. I'll offer a well of water. That's what I'll do. I may not be able to give the whole well, but I can give part of it, and I can join with other people, and we can drill one in her village and other villages. So right now, with the inspiration of missionaries who are right in the midst of that suffering, weeping along with those mothers, rightly so, we can be an answer to the prayer and the heart cry of those parents and family members and the missionaries, and we can drill a well in that village. We have targeted 500 areas in 15 nations right now with godly missionary oversight. We know the water's there. We know we can access it. It's at different levels. And presently, the cost average is still $4,800. So you might be able to drill a well. 
somehow I believe if you can, you will. We have people who tell us one of the most exciting things we do every year is try to drill a well, or at least drill a part of a well. We've got some people who said, you know, we've committed, we're going to drill several. And we've inspired people in ministries and organizations to drill wells. So when we drill a well, we inspire the drilling of wells on the part of others. So we right now need your help to drill 500 more wells. Would you drill one, 4,800, or give half that amount, 2,400 or 1,200? Pray for another person to join you or three to join you. Would you do what most people do? And I think this is, this is attainable. $48 averages giving 10 people water the rest, of the, the rest of their life. Not a few years, the rest of their life. Could you give 48 or 144, break that out, give 30 people water? At what level could you help? Would you go to lifetoday.org right now? Many people want to give online, and that's just like instant. We've got the resource. Or you can dial the number. Either way, go to lifetoday.org, dial the number, take your bike card and use it like a check. And right now, please, Father, help them to, to be anxious to do it and to make the best gift they can in Jesus' name. Would you right now take that bike card and use it like a check? We have some gifts to send you to bless you and inspire you and to say thank you. Thank you for giving life. Thank you for being an answer to that mother's heart cry and giving her little girl the life that boy never had. Thank you so much. Every day, millions of children are forced to make a dreadful choice. Drink water filled with deadly disease or die from thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. Mission Water for Life is one of the most exciting and viable demonstrations of God's love in the world today. Suffering can end because clean water changes everything. With your gift today, we can establish and drill 500 water wells for remote villages in over 15 different nations. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five people. $48 will help provide for 10 people. $72 will impact 15 people. And $144 will help provide for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, we would like to send you James Robison's book, God of All Creation. Through his personal observations of animals and wildlife, James shares heartwarming stories and spiritual lessons of God's love and grace. With your gift of $100 or more, be sure to request Majesty. This beautifully illustrated book teaches you the blessing and significance of the names of God, including Jehovah Rapha, your healer, and Jehovah Jireh, your provider. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well. And you may request our beautiful new Majesty Bronze Sculpture. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. You know, I'm, I'm sensing in my heart that you heard the heart of God and you're extending His hands. Thank you. I want to bless you with all God has created the God of all creation, it magnifies Him. Majesty, the names of God, the promises that are in His name. The beautiful bronze, majesty, what God literally reveals in the beautiful creation of wildlife and everything we see. And if you'd like to have Chrissy Simbla Toledo's book, The Girl in the Song, to inspire prayer and to speak to girls that may just really need to hear the story and the message that she shared, you simply help us give a cup of water. You want the book, we'll send it to you. We want to say thank you. Would you join us in thanking Chrissy for her testimony, her story, for inspiring us. Give our love to the church family. 
and to Brooklyn Tabernacle, and to Mom and Dad, okay, and all the people who pray. Pray for us here in life today, would you? And the outreaches of life. God bless you. Thank you for being with us. After fighting for the forgotten in the Congo, MMA fighter Justin Wren and his wife explain his return to the sport and the purpose behind his fight. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.